Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book I Didn't Do The Thing Today, possibly one of the better book titles I reckon I've read in the last few years, by the wonderful Madeline Dore. Keep listening to find out more about why you need to let go of productivity guilt and start living. Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and doing the reading so you don't have to. This week it is the book I Didn't Do The Thing Today by Madeline Dort. It's a brand new release. It came out a couple of weeks ago. So fresh one for 2022. And again, what a great time to be reading a book about letting go of productivity guilt, which is the subtitle of this book. The book also has a phenomenal cover by Evo, who is a Sydney-based designer. It's quite a thing of beauty, particularly, I'm just going to say, particularly the Australian and UK version. The US one is quite fun, but not quite as fun, I don't think, as the, the one for this side of the world and then also in the UK. So if you are one of the US-based listeners and you are looking at this book or have read this book or have seen this book, have a quick look online and check out the other cover version of it as well. Now, Madeline did very kindly send me a copy of this book but it actually arrived after I'd already purchased a copy of the book myself because I am a big fan of Madeline's work. I've been subscribing to her newsletter, Extraordinary Routines, for a few years now and had the pleasure of meeting Madeline several times at events, but also used to go to her side project sessions events back in the old days when we used to do things in rooms together and also then the ones that went online a little bit later as well. So very happy to hear that Madeline had a book coming out because I do enjoy her writing. The style of this one is quite different, I found, to other non-fiction books, but I'll get into that a little bit more as we go through the episode. Now, if you get to the end of this episode and you think, ah, I want to hear more about this wonderful woman who wrote this book and maybe more about her writing process, more about how she takes the ideas from all sorts of other reading, the breadth of reading that she does, the the references she uses in this book are from a huge range of culture uh, across the arts etc as well so some really interesting references in here not just the same stuff as you get in a lot of other non-fiction books and if you want to hear more about that then maybe you'd be interested in the bookmark patreon membership the link to that is at the top of your show notes i will be talking to madeline next week and that will be going out next week again to the members the few members who have signed up already and got in early for the bookmark membership. So if that sounds like the kind of thing that you would enjoy along with other bonus content and episodes, there's also a bonus episode up at the moment with the three big ideas from the Beatles Get Back documentary. So if all of that sounds good to you, head over and for a few dollars a month, you can join and get access to that extra content. Anyway, let's talk about this book and share a little bit more about the book and of course about the author. A little bit about the book. Any given day brings a never ending list of things to do. There's the work thing, the catch-up thing, the laundry thing, the creative thing, the exercise thing, the family thing, and the thing we don't want to do, the thing that we've been putting off, despite it being the most important thing. Even on days where we get a lot done, the thing left undone can leave us feeling guilty, anxious, or disappointed. After five years of searching for the secret to productivity, Madeline Dore discovered there isn't one. Instead, we're being set up to fail. I Didn't Do The Thing Today is the inspiring call to take productivity off of its pedestal by dismantling our comparison to others, aspirational routines and the unrealistic notions of what can be done in a day. We can finally embrace the joyful messiness and unpredictability of life. 
For anyone who has ever felt the pressure to do more, be more, achieve more, this antidote to our doing obsession is the permission slip that we all need to find our own way. And that was taken from extraordinaryroutines.com. Link to that is in the show notes. A little bit about Madeline. Madeline Dorr is a writer and interviewer exploring how we can broaden the definition of a day well spent. For the past five years, Madeline has been asking creative thinkers how they navigate their days on her popular blog, Extraordinary Routines, and podcast, Routines and Ruts. She's contributed columns and features to Sunday Life, BBC Work Life, Arts Hub, 99U, Womankind, Kill Your Darlings, The Design Files, ABC Life, and more. Madeline regularly conducts life experiments and hosts events to explore how creativity isn't just something we do, but how we approach our lives. Again, that was taken from extraordinaryroutines.com. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. So as is mentioned in that, Madeline is a writer. And so this book felt to me like a long conversation with a friend, slightly meandering in parts and not in a confusing or repetitive way, but like a deeper meaningful that you have on the sofa on a Sunday afternoon, just hanging out with a friend, discussing life and thinking about what matters and what doesn't. And I found that style really refreshing and it was really quite different, like I said, to other non-fiction writers who maybe are coming at things from a journalistic perspective, which again is a different style altogether, where they've gone out and gone around the world and spoken to different people. You've then got the, the subject matter expert, maybe the person, the practitioner who has done the things, which I find sometimes can be a little bit shallower and just pick up lots of things from other people's work and be slightly repetitive around stuff that's in other books as well. And then you've also then got the the research or the scientist approach which is somewhere sometimes between the two but usually has got the the novel idea the discovery they've made and the the people they've spoken to or the experiments they've done along the way so this one was quite a nice different approach to that so I think this one might actually be quite nice for people who like fiction but want to maybe read a little bit more non-fiction but don't like the overly serious approach of a lot of non-fiction books so that would just be a little intro into the style of the book to to warm you up but let's get into what you're here for which is the three big ideas from the book i didn't do the thing today by madeline Dorr. big idea number one is be a day artist one of the underlying ideas is this idea of being a day artist or seeing each day as a work of art being creative rather than doing creativity in how we live What this means is being creative with the elements of a day, even when it doesn't go to plan. There's a really nice quote in the book from Helena Bonham Carter, Queen of the Goths, in that everything in life is art. What you do, how you dress, the way you love someone and how you talk, your smile and your personality, what you believe in and all your dreams, the way you drink your tea, how you decorate your home or party, your grocery list, the food you make, how your writing looks, the way you feel. Life is art. And I thought that was such a nice approach to thinking about, oh yeah, actually I get to be creative with how I plan my days, exist in my days, shape my days, decide how I I want to feel and what I want to do those days. It's quite a freeing idea. This involves a little bit more play and wonder and curiosity. So maybe you don't embrace the day by eating the frog or doing the most unpleasant thing first, which is probably a productivity term you've you've heard of several times. But maybe you start the day with something that's pure pleasure. There's a fantastic example in the book, which I just love and I've told a few people about already, from a chef who starts the day with a bowl of porridge with a dollop of clotted cream on top along with some brown sugar. And he just thinks that's the best way to start the day because he's already won like he's had the most incredible luxurious breakfast every single day and if that is how he started his day that it's already it's already a great day so that's such a nice way of prioritizing delight over dread 
It might mean making changes to your environment, having a corner of the room dedicated to reading, for example. It doesn't need to be that you have lots of extra space, but maybe you just use your space differently. There's an example in the book from Austin Cleon, which is someone who I'm a big fan of as well, who talks about having a really crisp, clean work area with his computer and his technology on where he writes, but then a really messy desk in the in the same room even, which is where he does all his collage and sort of cuts things out and sticks things back together, etc. It means letting go of expectations or holding them at least much more lightly and letting things surprise us, which can then allow us to explore what we really want, not just what we think we should be doing in this dangerous word of should. Now, we can't seek constant novelty, but we can be much more attuned to to it and leave space for surprise, even if it's just for an hour or even 10 minutes in our day. It doesn't mean that we necessarily go around just floating through and looking for novelty and surprise all the time. But where could we let it in a little bit more? So that's big idea number one, be a day artist. Big idea number two is embrace the wobble. There's lots of wobbling in our days. Maybe something takes longer than planned. There's a distraction, an interruption, a drama, whatever it might be. Embracing the wobbles means that we need to find puddles of time rather than needing perfect blocks of uninterrupted time in order to get things done. So it's it's really easy, and I know I do this all the time, I've done it today in fact, is it's so easy to fritter away an hour because it's not the 90 minutes that we need, rather than asking the question, well what can I get done in this particular hour even if it's not the 90 minutes that I need? We need to be better at allowing for distractions, which might mean applying a little bit more self-awareness over a lot more self-regulation, which is what a lot of productivity sometimes can, can be based on. But wobbling is a constant adjustment. We're constantly tipping and turning and balancing and bumping into things. But berating ourselves and of our, for our inconsistency takes the precious time that we're telling ourselves off for wasting in the first place. Madeline talks about the fact that we only get one attempt at this. There's no dress rehearsal, this is it. And what if we stop seeing time as wasted? Even even saying that there's no such thing as wasted time, I find particularly difficult, but what if we stop seeing things that way? This might mean not letting ambition get in our way. And sometimes ambition can be a good thing, and she definitely acknowledges that in the book, but sometimes it can be the pursuit of of, of recognition from others rather than doing things that we want to do. It's obviously not all bad, like I said, but maybe being more micro ambitious, which is a term that she took from the wonderful Tim Minchin, is healthier and more flexible. Allows us to focus in what's in front of us in the present instead of what's next and what will we get to. So that's big idea number two, embrace the wobble. And finally, big idea number three is kindness over busyness. Now, none of us need telling twice about the modern scourge of busyness and when people, when you ask people how they are and they say busy and you just roll your eyes back in your head. I think my eyes have almost turned themselves over three times sometimes talking to some people around that. But it's such a barrier to connection and it's a fast track to burnout. There's actually a really nice little side point. There is a really nice term in the book where someone talks about crispiness rather than being burnt out, which is crispiness is where you're just on the edge of being burnt out. And that's where the alarm bells should be going off and you should be doing some, some course correction. So kindness, Madeline says, is the antidote to this. Kindness with ourselves and with others. From whether that's a chat with the person serving you at the post office to a donation to charity or a text to a friend to say hi, incorporating a bit more kindness into our days rather than busyness can be a nice way of slowing down and remembering what's important. The kindness to ourselves extends to knowing that rest is not a bad thing. And again, this is something I've really and continue to struggle with. Hobbies don't need to be a side hustle and we can challenge all the things we told ourselves we should do. Now, it's easy to find ourselves too busy to actually enjoy life. And of course, it's a balance. There's a really nice analogy in the book that I have, again, used a couple of times already since reading it. 
of a sponge that sometimes we're in absorption mode we're soaking up we're resting we're learning taking in knowledge etc but too long in that absorb mode will leave us kind of sodden and a bit soggy and wet so we need to be squeezed we need a bit of pressure as well and it's that balance between the the squeeze and the absorb that makes life a little bit more sustainable ultimately madeline says that we maybe we can't expect to enjoy every day but we can find it endearing When we reach at the end of the day, instead of berating ourselves for what we did or didn't do, we can be charmed by the ordinary moments of living and what our days can bring. Which I think is quite a nice way of thinking about this. So that's big idea number three, kindness over busyness. So there we go, three big ideas from the book, I Didn't Do The Thing Today by Madeline Dorr. Big idea number one, be a day artist. Big idea number two, embrace the wobble. And big idea number three, kindness over busyness. There's a lot to love about this book. Like I said earlier, the the style of the writing is really nice and different. There's some really great references in here from films, from articles, from interviews and from other few few places from other books, but not too much and tends to be more fiction or literature rather than necessarily other ideas from other non-fiction writers, which was a nice novelty as well. And at first I found it a little bit hard to orient myself in the book. Like, well, what, where are we going to? Like, where's the, what are the, what are the what's the point? What's the idea, etc., which is what is very common in other non-fiction books is that it's like here's the idea and here's my three ways of achieving it or whatever this book yes obviously it's broken into some sections and chapters and it's structured really well but it's less selling a system or a process like a lot of other non-fiction particularly productivity books I'd say will tend to do so I found that that was at first slightly disorientating like I said but actually as you get through you just think oh this is this is exactly it this is the antithesis to what productivity looks like to so many of us either in how we embody it how we experience it from talking to other people but even how we read about it as well so I found that was it was just a bit meta probably but was a really nice way of kind of thinking about productivity and definitely made me second guess a few of the things that even over the Christmas break as I was reading this towards the end of that break was struggling with or was thinking about a bit too much around how much I had got done or whether I'd had a good enough break and all of these types of nonsense that goes through my head on a regular basis If you've read this book, I know several of you have been picking it up or are waiting for it to arrive. I've had several messages about it since I've been posting about it on Instagram over the last few weeks. I'd love to hear what you think or what you thought if you have finished it already. So please do drop me a note. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. Contact details are at the bottom of the show notes. But I do want to finish with the little poem that Madeline has got at the end of this book. I didn't do the thing today. I didn't lament how the hours unfolded. I didn't worry about wasted time. I didn't allow my expectations to spoil what I have. I didn't compare myself to others. I didn't dwell in the undone. I didn't strive. I didn't try to be perfect. And it mattered. Because in all that I didn't do, I found my own measure of a day. Until next time, happy reading.